Listener warning, this episode contains adult content and is not suitable for children. Welcome back to the Half-Baked Book Club. I'm Lana. And I'm Dylan. This week, we're going to be doing something a little different in interviewing our very first guest on the show, intuitive healer Lucy Doyle. Yes, we're so excited. Hi, Lucy. Thank you for joining us. Hi. Um, So before we dive in, we wanted to say thank you so much for the support. And ask that if you love our show, please tell your friends and rate us and review us on Apple Podcasts. That being said, we are so excited to have you, Lucy, on our show. Um, First off, for anybody who doesn't know what an intuitive healer does, can you just give a brief overview of what you do? Um, Maybe just like your day-to-day life, what your workday looks like. And maybe give us like a list of your services, including like what you can do in person and what you can do not in person. Oh, yes. It's a long um, list. <laughs> well, I'm Lucy. Um, thank you guys so much for having me on the show. Um, yeah, I, as you mentioned, I'm an intuitive healer. And my workday looks a little bit different depending on whether or not I'm taking clients over Zoom or I'm going to meet people to give them a healing. Or if I, I also work at an app called Sanctuary World and um and my day looks really different if I'm working on the app too, because all of that is like over messenger and it's like typing. So it really just kind of depends on the day. Um, uh, what I do is I read people's auras, past lives. I teach meditation lessons. I give energy healings. Um, like I offer a lot of different services and, um, and I mostly work as a clairvoyant, but I'm also clairsentient. So I see and sense energy. And uh, part of me was born with the skill a little bit, but then I also uh, went to school and refined it and practiced it and uh, gave a lot of different readings on my classmates. And uh, I have like a lot, some natural ability and then like about three, four years of education. That is so cool. Now, where does one go to school for this skill? Like if you're feeling like, okay, this feels like I'm maybe more than an empath and I want to see where this goes because I've had a a Reiki healing. I'm sorry, Reiki, Reiki. I know some people say it differently, Um, but well before I met you and it was like one of the first things I ever did with energy work. Um, And I felt very, very open to it. I, I wouldn't have if I, like I wouldn't have tried it if I wasn't Mm -hmm. I know some people do stuff just to like see but I was like no I really want this to work yeah she almost immediately was like you are very much so an empath like you will use this someday not anytime soon but like you will heal other people and I was like wow that's heavy like what do I do with that like where do I go Mm -hmm. with that so maybe this is a question for me, like something down the road. What do I do with that? I think that's an excellent question. And um, I, first of all, like uh, at the beginning, you, you mentioned like just being at, like if you feel like you're more than just an empath, being an empath is powerful. Like it is a really, really powerful psychic gift. And uh, there's nothing like just or like small about being an empath and chances are you're already healing people and not even realizing it a lot of um empaths just kind of do that intuitively accidentally all the time and the big challenge for the empath is actually learning how to heal themselves and learning Mm -hmm. how to turn that ability 
back in onto themselves. Does that make sense? Well, me and you have worked together twice and that makes a lot of sense to me. Like my cup is not always running over. Uh (laughs) My social battery is quite low because I, I I don't say I'm trying to heal other people all the time, but I'm definitely somebody who tries to make people laugh. And I I Mm -hmm. do think like laughter is a form of medicine. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, sometimes that's exhausting. Like doing this is so fun and it truly is like my dream. And I'm so lucky I met Dylan. I can't wait to talk about like my reading and how it connects with like Dylan and my path. And it's super interesting, you guys, but we'll get to that. Um, Yeah. Sorry. I lost my train of thought because I'm the half, I'm the half that's baked here. Don't even don't even worry about it. Uh, a, a lot of times, like, so when we think of healing, we think of it as like an intentional thing. And a lot of healing that happens in our lives is actually like this unintentional kind of form of healing where like, it it comes from like wanting closure. That's a great example of it. A lot of times, a lot of people I work with have a hard time moving on in a relationship until they've had closure. And a lot of times closure is just trying to get them to understand the perspective and there's like a healing element and quality to it. Um, mm. And it's really well intentioned, but we don't really have control older over other people's healings. We only have so much control over someone else's healing path. So sometimes this desire to um, uh, this well-intentioned desire to grow and heal uh, as as a group or in a relationship can sometimes get in the way of our own healing, if that makes sense. And it's especially challenging for empaths. They might have a hard time doing their own healing until the whole room feels good. They might have a hard time doing their own healing until the relationship feels good. They might have a hard time doing their own healing um, until like their relationship with their mother feels good. It can be, it can be kind of complicated. Mm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. For, and I, I can speak to this really easily because I'm naturally an empath. That's kind of what brought me in uh, to psychic school in the first place is I really wanted to get control of my own empath abilities. And to answer your question earlier about education, there's so mm-hmm. much there's so much uh, education out there. There's a lot of psychic schools across the country and a lot of them are online. There's a lot of teachers. I teach people how to um, how to get control of their like to how to release energy, get in touch with their own energy, start to develop healthy, energetic boundaries with themselves. So I teach a little bit of it, um, but there are there are schools out there if you're um, wanting to learn how uh, how to have it on a much bigger level. Just make sure you're not in a cult. No, right. Like, make sure you get a good recommendation. Yeah. <laughs> Call your dad. You're in a You're call. In a call. <laughs> yeah. Look at look at their reviews online. Mom, I want to go home. Um. Well, and that too. Like, we'll obviously link with the show. We'll we'll link your information. So if people want to get in touch with you, if they're like super interested, I'm sure that you will point them in the right direction as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, some of these, obviously these healings you can do, like we have worked together twice and I have not actually met you in person. We keep yeah. talking about it and we are making plans <laughs> and we will eventually visit Niagara Falls together. Me, you and Dylan are going to go. Yes. I love that. Um, it'll be fun, but I, I love so- waterfalls so much. 
it is so wild to me that like the first time that we work together via like zoom it's like you are straight up telling me shit and trauma about my past that like there's no way you could have known there's literally no way so not that I was ever testing you in the first place but it was my first time doing anything like that and that was an aura reading and then we worked together just last week and you were like would you like to do an aura reading or a past life reading and I'm like "Ooh, I really want a past life reading but the last time I did an aura reading I literally like my confidence completely changed I felt like I was able to literally tell people like, no, thanks. I Mm -hmm. don't receive that. Like I'm done with this in my life. Like, and like my business boosted, (laughs) like Mm -hmm. I started making more money. It was crazy. The difference. And just this, like the stuff that seemed really innocuous that you said to me that actually came up later. Like I remember more than anything. And this is so crazy because you read all seven layers of my chakra, my aura. Um, the one fucking thing I remember is you telling me, like, I just hear this Pokemon theme song. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, like, what does this have to do with anything? And I, I'm, God, I'm trying to remember. I want to say it was like, was it maybe, it was probably like my sacral chakra because we were talking about like me coming out to my family, like, hi, I'm bi. And like, you were telling me that I was basically in this marching band costume. And all I saw, like Dylan was like Taylor Swift and like the me, like a pound of such a body like me, like just dancing, like all the (laughs) rainbow and the pastel. And I was like, that's me. That is me. Like, like the fact that when I came out to like one of the closest people to me like it was like I love you no matter what but like don't have a parade about it and then like here's me like whistles parades and brass you're like a parade is my truth okay (laughs) a parade is my truth so it's just funny like you saw all those things in me and like me accepting those things about myself or like just maybe understanding different layers of me. Like I remember one layer you're like, you just have like this very dark, serious side of you. That's like, I have things to get done. Like life is short. I must like carpe diem. Like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I'm like, for as funny as I act, like that really is me. Like every day of my life, I'm like, it's a day at Disney. How many rides can I ride? How much popcorn can I eat? Like, because life is short and I'm like, sorry if I'm like that. And it is a lot of energy. So I would love to learn to even expel my own energy and how I do that right now is running. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And and it's actually very effective for you. Like running, like looks like it really does help and it keeps your body healthy at the same time. Um, But it's, it's certainly beneficial to have like more than one tool, you know, um, yes. especially if you don't have time to run. That well, that's a good subject day. too, is like into reading because we mm-hmm. are, you know, the Big Book Club podcast and we wanted to talk about reading because for me, it is the closest thing I really do to meditation. I've tried to get more into meditation and like apps and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Dylan, like tell me about, cause I don't know how much you do, but I do know that you read a lot. And yeah. I think for both of us, it, it brings down my heart rate. Yes. It like makes me just relax. It's a great way for me. Like you're a nighttime reader. I'm a morning, like as soon as I wake up, I want a cup of coffee and I want to read. And it's like, yeah, how I set my tone and like my energy. 
rest of the day. Yeah. And for me, it's like my like calm down, I feel like of the day where it's like if I've been, I mean, I read every day, but like if I'm stressed and everything like that, books are like in a, in like a Mm. calm down and just like relax, like I would rather read than so many other things. (laughs) Oh my God, like bibliophile hardcore. Like just, right, just like let me sit here, right, I'll read something terrible if it means I can just like sit and just shut off my brain and just hop into whatever world it is and just read like that's my like go-to for Mm -hmm. for Lucy why does this affect us like this okay yeah I think uh, so there's like a bunch of different things that it could be and it's different for everyone but one of the things that was coming to my mind like while you guys were talking just now is uh is something that happens when we're dealing with our own lives is we get so wrapped up in the intensity of it that it's almost hard to see an obvious solution. And I think one of the things that happens when we read is we get a little bit of space and a little bit of distance from our lives. And, and then when we're done reading, we're able to like actually see the solution. And sometimes I don't know if this happens to you guys also, sometimes I'll, I'll get a solution while I'm reading a book. And I'll be like, oh, this thing that's happening to this character is so similar to my personal growth. And, and that is something that a lot of um, authors do intentionally, like, uh, you know, books reflect life, they, they should be bringing up issues that are relatable to us. And, uh, and we can go, be running in, around in circles in our own brain, trying to figure out a solution to something, trying to figure out our path forward. Uh, and then all it takes is like reading sometimes a weird fantasy book. Uh, and then you're like, oh, 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 I see. I see. I, I uh, am on this like really, I'm just being deeply triggered by this, that or whatever. And, um, and I need to kind of do A, B or C. It's like, it's like, uh, I don't know if I'm making sense right now, but like, yeah. like for me, when I read, sometimes it's an escape, but sometimes I get solutions, you know, and, and then that's one component. But another component is reading does activate our clairvoyant space, like the way that people will see the images while they're reading. Not everyone does this, not everyone actually sees while they're reading. But when, um, when you are seeing the visions and the pictures of what's going on in the book, that is your clairvoyance, that's you flexing that ability. Uh, and that doesn't always seem to like happen. I mean, this is probably, I took a long break from really, really reading. And this is probably like my third year that I've been back into it. And I feel like only maybe the past less than a year, I feel like I've really started like being super visual, like more mm-hmm. than, you know what I mean? Like they'll be descriptive and you're like, yeah, it's cool. The waves, the this, the that. But like this one I'm reading right now, I can, it's like, it's called The Maid. If you listen to our last episode, you know I'm reading this. It's all over Instagram. I don't know. Maybe it's on Book Talk. Yeah. Dylan, you're more on Book Talk than I am. Probably. Okay. Well, it's like the way it's so art deco. It reminds me of Hotel, like American Horror Story Hotel. Yeah. Like I just envisioned that whole, like this beautiful grand hotel and you can just feel the velvet, like satay, like the, or the couch, you know, like it's so fun to take mm-hmm. yourself, especially when during the pandemic, that's when I really started getting back into reading because you're like, I can yeah. take myself anywhere. It's re- <laughs> reading rainbow. Mm-hmm. Yes. 
but really though like you're like I can't go anywhere oh but you can yeah I can go anywhere <laughs> like so I, I just read I just read Court of Thorns and Roses I don't know yes. if you guys have read that you and, and Dylan about to get into Lucy. it right now. Lucy, <laughs> your favorite author. You were speaking her language. No spoilers for the second book. I haven't started the second book yet, but I was okay. like so into it. Like, and that's a book where I I visually see. Do you know what I yes. mean? Like, yeah, you see that book, you feel that book. Yeah, like Corinthian, I love it so uh-huh. much. It's it was it was such Ooh. a delight, and I call that I was calling that book my bathtub book. Like, uh. And I'll write my response. One of the things I do on my Instagram is when I finish a book, I like write my response so I can go back and look later and see like, oh, that's what book I was reading at that time. Lucy, we need to get you on Goodreads. I am on Goodreads, but I don't I don't feel the same way about it on Goodreads. I like to do You will. Yeah. You do both. I do that's both. That's true. I do but, three things. I do Instagram, Goodreads, and I do paper and pen and write what I write. <laughs> and when I finished it yes and I do a bracket of which one was my favorite last year it was Evelyn Hugo if you okay Evelyn what what is that book about the seven Uh husbands of Evelyn Hugo oh my god it is just one of our favorite books Taylor Jenkins Reid is an amazing author she's written a, a few pretty popular books Malibu Rising um Daisy Jones and the Six but the Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. It's almost written, imagine like Elizabeth Taylor, like this starlet who goes from mm-hmm. husband to husband. But it's these ins and outs of the politics of why she was doing that. You know, like she's in the movie with the one guy and like the um, studio wants to sell a lot of tickets or whatever. You know what I mean? It's it's that, but, but it's a deeper layer of like she was actually in love with a different co-star um who was actually who was also a she (laughs) yeah so it is a fucking beautiful story that you will just love and and get angry and then you'll cry and then you'll just want to read it again three times (laughs) I don't know how that sounds really beautiful and you'll finish it in like a day and a half you won't be able to put it down like very fast paced it sounds like it really spoke to you too and that's like oh that's my favorite like I love reading books but like when a book like speaks to your soul it's like wow oh you felt yourself in the limo in like the satin dress and like about to get out on the red carpet and like your asshole like husband's being abusive to you you literally felt every moment like such yeah. a good book can't recommend it enough yeah and and sometimes I feel like books like that trigger some spirit and past life memories too like I think mm. sometimes they trigger like some deeper growth that we're going through in this lifetime like uh the the book that I was like thinking about while preparing for that today so Court of Thorns and Roses like really feels mm-hmm. like an adolescent healing for me like I feel like my teenage girl self was so horny for fairies but I was like so <laughs> I was so, uh, I was raised in an evangelical home. So I was very, very sexually suppressed. So I didn't even know how to articulate that I was horny for fairies, you know? So like going through and reading Court of Thorns and Roses, I feel like I'm getting like this deep, deep healing of the part of me that's horny for fairies. Like, you know? Well, the part of you that felt alone in being horny for fairies. Yes. Right. Maybe that's it. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. It's so good. Yeah. It's like, no, it's, it's like a whole world. Yeah. 
and I love my vampire books I love my twilights I love all that stuff out there but like quarter thorns and roses spoke to like I felt like it was talking directly to me and like the certain like to that yeah you're right that that suppressed kind of adolescent side of me and that's one of the ways that like um, books can actually be incredibly healing to your aura incredibly healing to your body is it can really help you with that inner child healing like we talk a lot about inner child work you see it all over social media but like I think that something that's just as important is like inner adolescent work a lot of us are deeply traumatized from like our adolescence and early 20s and mm. And I think that books, especially YA books, can be incredibly healing for unpacking some of that mm-hmm. uh, and and for kind of doing, finding that freedom that you didn't have during that time, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, we've, we've discussed before, too, with, like, your mood. It's, like, important to know what type of book you need when. Yeah. Like, sometimes I'll go to read something and I'm like, yo, my dark Vanessa, like, a lot of, <laughs> like... <laughs> older man predatory on a younger girl like please see um 10 minute version of all too well like that type of vibe like her professor it's just it was heavy and you have to be in the right mindset you're not in a healthy mindset to read like some of these stories are important and they're they're great books so just because they're heavy content doesn't mean like they're bad books yeah you have to know what's right for you and and what you Mm -hmm. need and well. have a palate count cleanser ready, you know? Right. Right. <laughs> like a, a really dumb TV show is a great palate cleanser to a heavy story. Yeah. Oh, you know, and me and my housewives, that's what they're there. It's, <laughs> it's, my, it's my cleanser whenever I want something just sweet and short and happy. Wait, what, what is? What was it? Creek? Shit's Creek. Oh, I love Shit's Creek. Shit's Creek is just like so good. But uh-huh. I will say, Lucy, like, because I could talk about this for forever. But yeah. um, if you love A Court of Thorns and Roses, like, there's there's so many books you're going to get to. And the second book is so much better. I'm so excited for you. I'm so excited too. Um, please reach out to me when the whole thing flips on its ass. <laughs> I can't wait for your reactions. I- I'm um, already feeling the groundwork that the author is laying. I'm yeah. like, okay, I'm feeling this yeah. love triangle. I'm yeah. feeling it. It's coming. It's unfolding. Do you know that it's going to be a show on Hulu? <gasps> oh, I think now I already, need to rush to read it. They're already that. the first season, I think. Ooh, so, so we have actors? Can we do an actor? Review? I don't, I don't, actually, I don't know if we have the actors, I'm but looking. like TikTok's been crazy trying to catch Lucy goes, I'm looking. <laughs> but... Lucy, when you're done with that, what I would read is the From Blood and Ash series. It's okay. similar. It's a different author, but it's very, very similar, and it's really good. Um, but Akatar will keep you busy for quite some time. Yeah. And then Sarah J. Moss, who writes that, has two more series. Are they just as good? Or are they different? They're just as good. Um, and... Ugh way to say this um they're they're all they're all important i will say <laughs> like, okay mm-hmm. you fall in love with like akatar like, you need to do the other ones i haven't started her throne of glass series i feel like you would love that also that's like the original big series that she did before um and everybody will see all these things all over instagram but i just yeah. like haven't read them yet it's hard for me to commit to a really big book or a series because yeah. i really do like just flying through like a yeah. 300 page 
book of the month that I know is vetted and is going to be super fast paced. Like I love building my numbers on Goodreads, but I do miss a time of like carrying around a fat ass thick book. And it's almost like you're, it it accompanies memories too, right? Like I can remember when I read the last Harry Potter book and like, I remember where I was sitting. Yes. Yes. (laughs) During what you're like, like the yeah. moment you're like oh yeah. it's him he's the seventh like when yeah you- yeah <laughs> so like, that's why like I tell you like I feel like you would like Crescent City because that when you're in you're ready for that because that's like an 800 page book you know mm-hmm. and it's that's another that's her latest that but yeah I have a question for you guys yeah when they adapt um when they adapt a uh, a book to um, television or a movie do you prefer when they stay true to the book or when they kind of like turn it into their own thing oh don't even get me started on game of thrones <laughs> <laughs> i couldn't I watch didn't read the game of thrones i read, series, I read so. game of thrones, so I read I. Game of thrones <laughs> and i was like i don't need to see that i don't need to see the red wedding i don't need to see the red wedding it's in my Ooh. brain and i don't need to see it like yeah. so i couldn't watch the show because i knew how fucked up it would be and um, it was but i'm just that that thing is, which I feel like, although is an issue in its own, that the author won't finish the series, but yeah. the show finished it. Like, That's yeah, weird. So yeah, I was weird. Like, and it's not, I feel so bad for the showrunners and HBO who bought it with the assumption that it was going to be finished and they had all this time to just, at, you know, 600, 800 page books to go, okay, we'll make a season per book. But then by the time you get to the sixth season, he still hasn't finished the other books and now you got to go forward without it and the whole thing goes off the rails and I'm like yeah it's it's the same thing right now with the Kingslayer Chronicles uh have either of you read Name of the Wind no I don't know what that is oh my gosh okay it's really good but it does it is very like teenage boy angsty and not fully admitting that it is if that makes sense so like the author like they couldn't the author couldn't lean into his desire to make a little make it a little bit twilight-esque if that makes sense like he's trying to like come off like as this big fantasy guy that's writing this big important book but the main character just pines over this girl for pages and pages and pages and pages and pages and it's so that part's tedious but other than that it is a really beautiful book and like really lovely and really fun the second book is like a little bit more challenging than the first but he hasn't written the third book of the trilogy yet the final book and it's been years it's been years it's like a game of thrones situation uh and you guys are so into fantasy world and i'm over here like totally (laughs) i know emily emily giffen never made something blue and that pisses me off (laughs) i love i I know that too and i I know Get you a girl's got range. I, I <laughs> love fantasy. Fantasy uh, is my love. Yeah. yeah. I'm watching, yeah. like, literally right now, I'm watching A Discovery of Witches. Yes. Uh, oh, I gotta read that book. Wait, there's a show I, of it? There's I a show of it. I haven't, I haven't read the book, but I watched I, the I'm watching the show. What is it on? It's on Amazon Prime. Okay. It's on, um, you the can... closest thing to fantasy I've had lately is reading the Char- Charlene Harris. Charlene, Charlene, True Blood. True oh. Blood. Because I've, I've watched all the TV series, but I just love her writing. So they're like 
perfect little books if you want a small paperback like that yeah. little tiny size because mm-hmm. again I know the story so I can just kind of pick it up and be like "Ooh, hot scene with this guy that I know like ooh, oh. <laughs> so it's nice like a, a, that's a good palate cleanser because so you're getting in I'm, so you're starting to get into get, like the searching uh, lick what you're starting oh. to get into erotic writing <gasps> No, I don't know. I think because I visualize. Oh, yeah, she knows. Um, I think because I can like visualize the TV show, it's different. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, I don't know. It's not that I don't enjoy like a a well-placed sex scene in a book. Like, that's totally fine. I just get like bored with it. If it's like every other page, I'm like, okay, but like what happened like to the brother, you know, like I want I want to move the story along and I'm like, okay, like, I, I get really frustrated if the relationship is toxic too. I'm like, I can't enjoy the sex oh, if the relationship is toxic. Book. Oh, that was hard. Right. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, no, this isn't hot to me. <laughs> yeah. No. And there's so much of that. Like, uh-huh. I, yeah, obviously I have a different group that we all we read as smut and it's, sometimes it's really great and it's like a hallmark man but he has a filthy mouth and then other times you're like this like terrible mafia boss jerk right and like bringing bringing this back to like this aura and like how it affects us like when we read different genres does it affect different auras or like when we read does that just fire off like a certain chakra layer of ourselves like I think it really I think it really depends on the person and what they're attracted to and what kind of growth they're looking for. Like, like I am very activated and excited about fantasy, but not everybody is, you know? And, and Mm -hmm. I think that there's like something to that. There's something about my personality that I, uh, when, when I'm giving readings and I'm giving healings and I'm teaching meditation, I'm a huge advocate of like, uh, letting yourself daydream, like, uh, and using that as a manifestation tool. And, and I think that my um, my personality is a little bit predisposed to something a little bit more fantastical, you know, uh, whereas my brother-in-law, he doesn't he mostly likes to, he likes fantasy, but he mostly reads like um, nonfiction. You know, that's kind of what interests him. So I, I mm-hmm. wouldn't want to make any broad generalizations. It's like the colors in somebody's aura. Like, yeah, uh, for one person, blood orange might be their jam. It might be in alignment with their body. It might be in alignment with their spirit. It might like be a really creative uh, vibration for them. But somebody who vibes more at like a light blue color, um, blood orange might feel very invasive. It might sound interesting. Them. Yeah. It might agitate them and it might make them feel uncomfortable and it might make them feel like uh, pressure to be more assertive than they actually are by nature, you know? Hmm. Um, So like, I I think a lot of it really depends on, so I I wouldn't say like, oh, you know, somebody that reads this, this type of uh, genre is going to have this type of experience. I think it really depends on you, what you're drawn in by, and then trusting that uh, what draws you in has your answers. Right. So like, okay, so how it affects our auras kind of goes back to, I guess, maybe what I was saying was like knowing what type of genre you need for yourself. Yeah. Knowing your body, like, how does this book make me feel like in the first I read the first chapter? Do I like it? Does it give me a pit in my Mm -hmm. stomach? Mm-hmm. Like, and and where yeah. does your healing lie like so um so for court of thorns and roses 
I am getting like this deep healing of like my, my young adolescent sexual energy when I read it, whereas somebody else wouldn't get that kind of healing. That's so interesting. Because they don't have a well, fairy fetish, you know? Speaking <laughs> of like fantasy, because you and Dylan definitely love those books a lot. Not saying that I don't, but yeah. like that's definitely more your your jam than, mm-hmm. than me. That's your cut jam or your uncut jam. Oh um, <laughs> but I mean, I want to talk about Dylan's experience because you made the choice to do a past life reading. Uh, yeah. with um mm-hmm. so tell me about that and I want to know about it yeah so um when we were talking about the different options um that was something I feel like I was the most curious about um just because I don't have any like you guys have worked together previously I have no understanding or experience with any of this so I was really curious about that um so and I feel like it's so um Lucy was so sweet she kept going like do you have questions I'm like I feel like I'm just taking all of this in because it's just like yes it's so (laughs) just like listening to something you know because it is so much and just like a belief and not something that you can just like check or be like you know what Mm -hmm. I mean well it's not like it's tangible it's not as tangible as like hey this happened like but you know and you know yourself so what she was saying and I feel the same way as you know I don't have a problem talking so I'll be so quiet just listening to her because like whatever she's receiving I'm like keep receiving it and telling me I don't want to interrupt you Lucy (laughs) she's like do you have any questions are you okay does this make sense and I'm like yes it's all making sense like if it didn't make sense I would probably question it do you know what I mean but Mm -hmm. yeah yeah Yeah. kind of like taking all of all the information in Mm -hmm. so like one of the things oh go ahead mm -hmm. Well, it can be so trippy to describe what I'm seeing sometimes. So one of the reasons I check in is I'm like, uh, there's like a little bit of a struggle. I'm like, how do I put this weird ass vision into words? You know? So I'm like, is this making sense? Um, uh, Just to make sure I'm describing it properly, you know? Um, But yeah. Sorry, go on. No, you're so funny. Because that's exactly like what we were doing was just you're like, I don't even know how to say this to you. (laughs) Just certain things we were just cracking up. But basically like how it started, um, which kind of helped me to understand was just, um, and Lucy, like, correct me if I'm wrong, that like the beginning where you were reading like the color. Mm -hmm. So what was that for? Was that the aura? Yeah, that was kind of like, like just checking in on your vibe. Like what is, what is setting the tone in your space and present time. So that's kind of like the overall, like our auras tend to have lots of different colors inside them. Like think of it as like an impressionist painting where you step back and you kind of can see like a person, but when you get closer in, you actually see there's lots of greens and blues and yellows in their space. Oh, that's um, a great metaphor. Understanding mm-hmm. <laughs> that, yes. Yeah. So like, like that, that color is kind of like the painting. And then when you zoom in, you start to see all these other colors making up that color. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 So what she started with was um, that it was coming off as like a lime green color. And that is what she was reading it to be um, like a creativity reset, like ownership of myself and what I view as creatively and like Mm -hmm. 
Newey, which all of those were obviously connecting and making sense mm-hmm. based on things that we're doing and things that I'm doing. Um, so right away, I feel like that kind of takes away from if you're, you're curious or you're not quite sure, like all of it was making sense and it was like, okay, yeah, let's, I'm in this. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It immediately starts clicking and you're like, this all makes sense. Yeah. So when, when you did my reading on my aura, you did the different seven different layers of my chakra yes. mm-hmm. on my aura. Now, how does it work with doing a past life? Are there different like past lives associated with your aura or So I I generally will look at between two and four past lives, depending on how much time it takes me on each of them. Sometimes the, sometimes uh, like the past life might be particularly traumatic or it might be so beautiful that like we end up taking a lot of time on it. And other times they're a little bit quick, a little bit easier to see Uh, the, uh, the answer about the relevancy is a little bit more obvious. And, um, and like I'll start by looking at uh, you as a being like I look at your spirit and I see it in the symbol of a rose because that just makes it easier like giving it a form Mm -hmm. makes it easier because otherwise it's like what is this giant sun that like is going to like our souls are beautiful and indescribable so like just trying to like look at it would like hurt my eyes probably so I look at it in the form Mm -hmm of um of a rose and the stem kind of uh, represents like the lifeline it's been through um and all the different past lives it's had and um and then I will just like find a past life on that that uh timeline uh and I'll zoom in and then I'll take a look at it and what I'm trying to look for is I'm not trying to look for every detail of that lifetime I'm trying to look for like the big deal like what in that life is relevant to what you're doing now why is this life coming up a um, core memory yeah yeah <laughs> and sometimes sometimes it's totally a core memory it can be like a complete it can be completely that and then sometimes it's like more of like the essence and the vibe and if dylan is comfortable telling you more about her past lives um uh she can she can take it away here but like it, it really depends um everybody is different like I've definitely had somebody I've definitely given readings where someone has had like past lives as an alien or like uh in a different dimension it can get really weird it can get real weird and then sometimes it doesn't get real weird but like I mean it's always weird in its own way um uh, now I like, have to do this reading because I need to know if I'm an alien oh (laughs) we can look pretty sure we can look specifically at lifetimes where you were an alien. I'm sure you have more than one if you were drawn to that. Oh my God, that's so funny. I know, I'm funny? laughing. Because you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of like like me hoping to be like an alien. It's like when you sit down, like Harry sits down and he puts the hat, the sorting hat You're on his head. Gryffindor. <laughs> yeah, like he's a Slytherin, but he's like, I identify as a Gryffindor. Thank you. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I'm a Slytherin, but this is what Um <laughs> That's so wild. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, no, no. I feel like that was me the whole time last night was just being like, we were like laughing or we were just like, oh, this is wild. Like some of it is so, they're all different as she goes through them. And like she said, they're, sometimes it is something very normal and sometimes it's something traumatic. Sometimes it's something like kind of humorous and like 
the one that sticks out to me and I was even talking to my mom about it last night because I was just like dying over mm-hmm. how it was and then just like funny to me was um was actually the first one mm-hmm. that Lucy did and I was um she was guessing that somewhere in like the 1700s and I was an Asian male um that was like a uh what are we gonna call it like a tradesperson you know that was like, like a merchant tradesman mer- I don't know like somebody yeah going from port to port basically and like and in that quite literally <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, from what fine. I've heard crying <laughs> about you Dylan <laughs> so um basically that right that like had had a wife in China had a wife in Italy had a wife in England a couple months with each of them and kind of going through those ports and like the relationships with them but that like the connection being that all three of those people sort of um like trade or business that he was was working with they had these three different like creative relationships with these women and um you know just feeling very like strong and a different part of you in each one of those different relationships kind of like filling that piece so Mm. it was interesting like because that I'm you know I'm cracking up that he's you know all over the world basically yeah, if you take it on its head, like on the surface, you're like, this makes literally no sense. <laughs> and it's very like, similar. I just a terrible person. <laughs> just you had a good time, though. similar for the aura <laughs> reading because you're also like, wait, what? And then when it clicks, it like literally is like, yeah, that glass ceiling shattering where you're like, whoa. <laughs> right, because mm-hmm. then that's the part. So she'll explain you know the the life and the things that she's seeing in that but then also okay then why is how is that relevant why is it popping up how does it fit into your life now and you know and us talking about that those you know those three women those three people are very significant in my life and throughout all the lives that I've had and you know that they're in here now and seeing it in a way that you know I have these people that help me creatively and help me with being different parts of myself and, you know, um, tapping into those things and how soulmates aren't necessarily just somebody that you're with romantically, but in friendships and all these different things. And so that's the part where it makes so much sense when I'm looking Mm -hmm. at, you know, friendships and creative relationships and even you and I and things like that. And it's like, okay, this is where it clicks. This is where everything makes sense. Right. Mm -hmm. The past life, sometimes you're like what is that you know as we were getting through all of them I'm like this is wild like mm-hmm. you know past mm-hmm. Dylan was really living his best life um, <laughs> but like the the part with the relationships and the creativity and all the things with the women like that makes complete sense to me yeah so it was that the that part of it where it's kind of like you hear what happened and you're listening through all of that and then it's explaining how does this connect now why is this coming up and that's the part that I always find super interesting as she was going through all of these was um, learning about how it connected basically. Yeah. And, and one thing I would say about all three of the lives that we got to look at for you is like, in all three of them, you were really aligned to like your life purpose and the type of life that you wanted to live, whether it was like through this exploring through grief, through community, like there was like this really deep alignment 
and um and I think that in the life that you're living now you kind of have all of those things that like this kind of multifaceted alignment that is kind of feeding into your creativity on a really in a really powerful way you know Mm -hmm. yeah because one of them we were talking about um I think it was the last one we were doing where I was a priestess by the way um (laughs) humble Um, brag much (laughs) a high high priestess (laughs) people and shit um <laughs> but that... hide your kids hide your wife <laughs> yeah, yeah kind of <laughs> oh no, but for real hide your children um but but that was the thing that she was saying was um in that like having a very specific role very specific purpose and then in real life in the journey to get to here like having that be something that really bothered me or that I was in search of and we talked about this previously like Lana and I about mm-hmm. um finding like what you want to do like what you're good at what makes you happy like that's not necessarily just a career yeah. it's a lot of things and I feel like I totally did do that and struggle with that getting into my late 20s and then but it's ever evolving even as I'm finding you know I found what I wanted to do as far as work it's finding you know creatively what I wanted to do it's expanding more of myself in even meeting Lana and doing mm-hmm. you know, our book club and our podcast and our friendship like so all of it was clicking all of yeah. it was making sense um and that's where the belief comes in where you're like yep this isn't like there wasn't anything that you said where I was like hmm yeah that doesn't make sense like it, it you would think it, when you hear this story like yeah. if you were a somebody who is like um it's like when you google search for something like your algorithm knows the shit that you want to find so if you're sitting here like I want to find out you'll be like that's a crazy story like yeah nuts but if you're actually like oh wait a second she literally works with three women closely every week yeah um and each of those people probably fill like a different part of like her friendship you know battery Mm -hmm. and and you know what I mean? Like, so it all does connect. And, and I, again, had a similar experience where I'm like, that's a wild image, but then it made complete sense to me. Like the wild, but- in my experience, the wildest images usually are the most accurate when I like slow down and let it be as trippy as, as it is. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's when, um, uh, it's the most in line with what you're going through. That yeah, that makes a lot of sense because that's like overall that was what I would say to people is like I'm not like a very like um like a woo woo person like yeah. that mm-hmm. who I am so I feel like I would be like mumbo most... jumbo some might no, say but like, like no I'm, like... I'm joking because like I had somebody close to me who like. I'm not going to name names, but somebody close to me, I was talking about this, like, Lucy, I hope this isn't hurt your feelings, but no. you've probably heard dumb shit before, no. but it was like, I don't know. I don't really believe in that mumbo jumbo. And I was like, well, you did also go see Teresa, the Long Island medium. So like, <laughs> you might kind of believe in that mumbo jumbo Wow. That's so bit. funny. Yeah. That's so funny. That <laughs> well, doesn't... it's like the parts like okay, I believe in medium, but I don't believe in clairvoyance. But like, it's like people sometimes cherry pick. And I really think that's the same with religion. And Dylan and I have talked about our feelings on like organized religion that 
it's like, um, here, put your money in the thing and say this many I'm sorry's and it's all okay. Like, um, we just don't super subscribe to it. Like no shade to anybody who does. Like we understand the, the need for community, but not for us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I so mean, what I'm I, saying is like, I, you got me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I am glad that you enjoyed it. And I'm okay with somebody that doesn't know me calling it mumbo jumbo. Who cares? Because like, the <laughs> they haven't experienced it and you also have to be open to receive it. Yes. Yes. In anything in life. And, yeah. and I know that, I know that like within the industry of, um, of psychics and the history of psychics, there is a reputation for con artists and charlatans and all of that. And people that are promising a lot more than the service can actually give. And, yeah. mm-hmm. um, and like, I, I just kind of want to speak to that for a second because Please. like, you yeah. know, I, I can't diagnose anyone. I, I'm not a replacement for therapy. The way that I like to describe it is like, um, is if someone is, uh, is planning to create a garden in their yard, um, they want to, and let, let's say they wanted to have like perennials that is within their scope of taking care of them. They want to have a vegetable garden. They want to have all these different things. They're going to have to do research. They're going to need to figure out how much sunlight they need, how much, um, what's the right soil, what's the right this, what's the right that. And, and that's science. And that is where you can get into psychology, uh, psychiatry, going to doctors. All of that is important mm. for your health. Now, when you want to write poetry in that garden and you want to like kind of get into your spiritual experience of that garden, of course, therapy can help with that also. But it's also nice to have someone to guide you in that mystical process. And I think that's what a psychic reading is great for. Where's the poetry? Where's the beauty in your life? Um, where Where is the beauty within the tragedy? Like that is what psychic readings are great for, finding that beauty amidst the the beauty that you can feel is already there but you can't quite see oh totally and and like you said there is like some type of taboo when it comes to clairvoyance or Mm -hmm. or medium or any because there are people who take advantage but there's also those people in a thousand other like lines of work and but for your- some reason it, it stays with with mediumship and and we could go all the way back to yeah. spiritualism and talk about how oh my gosh. just really needed to out the two women who were healing people's souls yeah. and be like they're fake and it's like dude so are you like he just was like mad that women were popular yeah and- <laughs> but that's a whole nother story and, and I think that when somebody is trying to, when you are with a healer that is discouraging you from mm-hmm. going to doctors or discouraging that's a you. Problem. That's a yeah. problem. That's a problem. This is not a replacement for any of that. And I think that a, like a lot of that con artist kind of vibe um, and reputation comes from people trying to replace or compete with science. And mm-hmm. that's not what this is. It's different. It's part of humans. Spirituality is really important to humans, um, but it's not science. No, this isn't something that you should be using like every month, every week, every yeah. <laughs> this, mm-hmm. Like I think me and you, um, we literally perfectly timed it out like six months, and it yeah. wasn't even on purpose. It just happened that way. And before I had first met you, six months prior to that, I had done a reiki. Yeah. And six months before that, I did my first reiki. So it's kind of just like um, I do it like daylight savings time. Like it's time mm-hmm. to just shift my aura a bit, like shift my energy. 
that's what I would call it. Like I've been to therapy and I agree with you. Obviously this is not a replacement for that. Like not yeah. the same at all. To me, it's like, instead of looking in a, a mirror you, in just like your bathroom mirror, you're standing in like one of those dressing rooms with like eight of them around you. Like you're able to see a better, ver- like more of yourself. Yeah. You're able to get a clearer picture of layers of yourself that maybe you've repressed or you didn't think about. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. We got into deep, deep stuff my very first time, but I really felt like I unpacked. It was like pretty much any of the repressed shit that I kind of like was keeping from my therapist. <laughs> yeah. You like shook it out of me. Like you split me upside down and like shook the loose change out of my pockets. Like, come on, <laughs> bitch, get this out. Um, yeah, so- I looked directly at it. I'm like, let's look. Yeah. some people don't like that though some people and you do say that I will like appreciate that too she did say at one point she was like this is like we she's like we can get into this heavy stuff or we can just keep it light like yeah it's like an option so you know people are like afraid of that like yeah yeah if you're like this is too much this chick's gonna see my soul like she'll still see your soul yeah I'll brush- but she just won't talk to you about I'll, it I'll wave, you I'll wave to. to your soul I'll like give it a friendly hello say hey soul what's up but like, (laughs) but if if it's Uh, retreating, I'm like, all right, that's cool. (laughs) Yeah. But I feel like, again, you're reading these seven layers and you do conveniently send a recording to me, which I haven't had time to look at. I'm so terrible, but Mm -hmm. I think it's cool because unlike Dylan, I didn't sit and take notes because I just didn't think to. And (laughs) like, it's cool that I can go back and rewatch, but I can tell you the one specific imagery and I don't remember the chakra and my aura that it was aligned with but you were talking about me like floating above the earth oh yeah Mm -hmm. and then that was the one where you're like hold on I gotta look at this deeper where it was like hold on it was almost like I could watch you um it's almost it reminded me of Harry Potter where he puts his head in like the looking thing and he's seeing Uh something and then you came back up and you're like wait a second I gotta go back in (laughs) And you like, let me look deeper. Uh-huh. Um, but as you were describing it, I was seeing a version similar to what you were saying, but like my own version of it. It was like mm-hmm. you were helping me paint my own daydream as you were saying it. It was very trippy for me. Mm-hmm. Um, like you were talking about me floating above the earth. So like, but then you're talking about me diving down. So I'm seeing myself in like this, part astronaut part like that old scuba outfit with like like the portal face Mm -hmm. (laughs) like diving down into the ocean you're like what are you looking for and I just immediately thought like Dylan because I've already spent two years like looking for somebody to do this art form with and it's so funny that kind of on a whim I was just like hey I know this is crazy and (laughs) I just met you, but this would you do a crazy. podcast with me, baby? <laughs> like, you were immediately like, yeah, dude, that would be cool. And I was like, oh, okay, because we had talked about podcasts. And I don't know, like, sometimes you literally just vibe with people. You pick up people's yep. energy, yep. and you're like, wait, this person, even if she says no, she won't think I'm fucking crazy for asking. No. You know, mm-hmm. or or even if she does, what's worse? <laughs> then she yeah. thinks I'm crazy, like, add her to the list, you know. But it's it's obviously worked out so well like to me it's absolutely wild that we're in 21 countries it's absolutely wild that through meeting you through a different podcast Lucy and then you 
and weirdly enough, me thinking it's about that six month mark. Like, I feel like maybe I should call Lucy. Maybe I should do a Reiki. Like I'm just feeling kind of like cloudy. I don't yeah. know how to, you know, whether it's like seasonal depression, like the mm-hmm. weather just sucks or whatever. I was just like, I feel um, blocked. Like yeah. I have this energy, but it's not really flowing the way I wish it would. Um, and yeah, like since talking to you, I'm on day three of my 12 week half marathon plan. I haven't skipped any of my three days. So proud of you. That's awesome. That's awesome. It's it's little, but progress, you know, so progress. Yeah. Sometimes when you're looking at this in such a big way, like all the dreams and the big goals that like me and Dylan, like we joke about, but it's like, I'm kind of serious. You know what I mean? Like, Hey, someday when we release a book and it's like, (laughs) yes. But that's yes. on the board. <laughs> yes. And and that's like But like seriously, where are we gonna tour on uh, when we go to science Like <laughs> that's how manifestation works. It starts as daydreams oh, totally. and fantasies, and then it slowly mm-hmm. turns into like more viable dreams, then it turns into goals, and then you're having it. Yes, totally. And yeah. literally, literally mm-hmm. here we are. Mm-hmm. So and it's cool that like Dylan too was able to do something like she has as even a separate podcast so like me meeting her it's like I'm, I'm not going to speak for you but I'm guessing neither of us would have actually pulled the trigger on doing no this thing that we've always been interested in doing no absolutely but not. you're like I don't want to talk about books by myself I right could, but <laughs> no it was like it was always something that I wanted to do so when you asked it was like yes like I couldn't type fast enough to be like yeah sure yeah wait what do you mm. you know and then when where yeah and then it, like, like we both had microphones in our amazon like wish lists already <laughs> like it was so ridiculous how <laughs> perfectly it worked out um so mm. it's ridiculous that you reached out to me lucy you were like oh like i would love to be a guest on your show so i don't know like we talk about auras and using them and i feel very strong in like my gut recently because i've made stupid decisions like please see my 20s yeah. and <laughs> my early 20s at least and like i i just think i knew when i met her like okay this is it and it just worked out and going for it and i think so many times we stop ourselves cuz we're like I don't know like what will they think or what will they say and it's been so freeing to to just like let myself go and say what I want to say yeah podcast like it's so healing yes and and that is like really one of the ways it seems like your intuition works is like it's it's saying it out loud helps activate it Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not saying all intuition but like at least like yeah like that it seems specifically empowering to you in a really like beautiful way, you know? Oh, right. Like, I mean, I said to Dylan, even if like nobody, like our podcast went no further than like our County, I would still be enjoying it because like, it's a fun time for us to just like set aside our mom stuff, set aside our whatever stuff and just like talk and have friendship and, and Kiki, like it's just fun. So I'm so happy that you got to join us today Me like too. I could keep going about my whole thing but I mean obviously you guys know where to find us I'll tell you where to find us but Lucy I want you to plug away like your services where we can find you I will obviously put it in the notes in our show notes in our Instagram can I can Please. I say one more thing about auras before we yes. do all of that okay so of one of the things I was like we were talking a lot about how books 
um, affect the aura. Well, we never really said what an aura is. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> and, um, and an aura is like the space around you that is kind of like a little bit of a projection of you. There's a lot of different ways to describe it. Like you can describe it as a projection, like literally a projection, um, like from a movie screen, like, like the way that uh, movies project onto a screen, it can be that. And then another way I like to describe it personally is like your chakra is like the core, like the core of the earth. And then the aura is the atmosphere. So it's that space around you that is part of you. Um, Mm. And, and a lot of it is simply your reality. It's like, it's like different areas of your life. So when we say, how does reading affect your aura? What we're really talking about is how does reading affect your life? How does it impact your reality? That's what we're talking about, you know? Um, and for me, it's been, it's really one of the deepest forms of spiritual healing is, is deciding and committing to reading different books. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a fun part about our book club. Like not only is there no deadline because you don't have to meet us at a certain time. You could just yeah. play the episode whenever you finish or mm-hmm. even if you decide to, you know, I've listened to, we've talked about it a million times and I don't need to plug them. They're popular enough, the redheads, but like there was one book that I tried to read. I'm like, dude, I hate this, but I listened to the episode. Cause I was like, well, I want to know if it got better. <laughs> I want to know how it ended. So even if you're like not super into a book, it is kind of cool to be like, oh, well maybe I'll watch the movie of it when it comes out. <laughs> like mm-hmm. maybe it did get better, you know? Um, Sorry, I forget where I was going with that because mm-hmm. again, I'm the half baked, the fully baked <laughs> <of> that, <laughs> the fully baked half. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, but it's good to have that like content and other people's like suggestions or yeah, you know, reviews like you're that you're reading like Akatar. Like I'll be honest, I read the first book and I was like, all right, I think I'm done with this. Like I liked it, but I wasn't like pushing to go to the second one. But then I asked a book club that I'm in and they're like, oh, girl, no, like you have to read the second one. (laughs) You'll never let it go. And it was true. So you just sometimes you need to hear somebody else's, you know, yes, or or breakdown or whatever. And so I podcast form. And sometimes sometimes books don't pick up until like chapter three or four. And -hmm. it really helps to say, hear someone say, oh, you're going to love that book. You just need to like get into it because it starts slow. Yeah. Okay, so Lucy, please, now that you've described auras for us, because it seems so silly that we didn't think to do that at the beginning of the mm-hmm. episode, <laughs> please Google what an aura is at the beginning of this episode. I'll put like <laughs> the description in the show notes, like <laughs> pronunciation and all, but thank you again so much. I'm not kicking you off. I want you to plug everything you do. Like, again, I know you have some services that are available, you know, via Zoom, um, that you can do in person. So please tell us everything that you do and how we can get a hold of you. All right. I I uh, have a bunch of different forms of how you can get a hold of me. Um, I give readings and meditation lessons over Zoom. So uh, the structure for that is like an hour long reading. You can get the past life reading that they described, that Dylan described, and um, you can get the, the aura reading that uh, Lana described and, um, and then there's a more question-based reading you can get. Um, you can get a hold of me over Instagram to schedule those. Uh, and my Instagram is at LunarLucy123. 
Or you can email me and my email is lunarlucy123 at gmail.com. That's L-U-N-A-R. That's important. Some people do E-R. Um, and then, uh, so those are, those are the things that you can get over Zoom is meditation lessons and readings. I do in-person, um, in-person energy healings. And that's kind of for people that I've already worked with a couple times. Uh, because I, yes, I, for obviously for safety reasons, like yes. you meet these people on the internet, like yes. uh-huh. <laughs> it's a beautiful so, place, but your first reading with me wasn't about to be in person. Like, yeah, no. just a couple of readings before we started talking Niagara Falls plans. Yes. And I, I love, I love giving energy healings. Like I do them on a massage table. I play music. We, um, we usually, I usually bring a snack and some tea. Like they're one of my favorite things to give. Um, <gasps> Lucy, uh, I never asked you this, and I'm sorry. This is so no, it's fine. Interrupt you again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Have you ever watched Goop Lab on Netflix? No, I haven't. Should I okay. watch it again? Not something I need to plug because it was quite popular. It is. It's a show about Gwyneth Paltrow's brand. This connects, I swear. Um, she has like this. I don't know. She has like a candle that smells like her own vagina or something. Oh my she gosh, has, like, I a really about that. Yeah, out. <laughs> She has like a really out there brand of skincare and all this crazy stuff. And Netflix did like a docu-series where it was called Goop Lab. So she'll like send her assistants and whoever to go experiment and try these different uh, methods of health and wellness, right? Mm -hmm. That are, are a little bit out there, right? Like the Wilm Hof method of like freezing outside in the cold or like the ice bath thing. Yeah, like there's a lot of different stuff. And one of the episodes was all about energy healing. Mm-hmm. And it was fucking wild to watch. Like it literally looked like like this guy was hovering above her body with his hands and like her like different parts of her body would like move and do stuff. And it was like crazy yeah. trippy to watch. Um, it looked like an exorcism, but like peaceful. I don't know. <laughs> I encourage like, people to keep their eyes closed so they can they were and take a nap. She was doing it. it was so <laughs> weird though. Like I don't know yeah. how to explain it. This was like an extreme energy healing, but I just think it would interest you as somebody who does this. Totally. I doubt your method is like this. It was again, these are extreme methods of healing that were on this yes. show. Like uh-huh. she was taking people out and like, you know, they were doing mushrooms and like it was mm-hmm. all so each episode's different, but that was when I really got interested in energy healing. And so when I heard your episode on Quite Unusual with Nicole and Noel, I was immediately like, I need to know this person. Yes. Like- and <laughs> I I love giving energy healings. Uh, like the two types I offer are um, an astral healing um, which mm. is all about your dream space and like um, not just your dreams at night, but your daydreams. Um, and uh, and like kind of aligning your body and your dream space together. So they're kind of working together rather than opposition to each other. Sometimes people's dreams get stuck, like when they're a kid and, uh, like the last time they had permission to dream was like when they were five and that can keep your dreams limited to a five-year-old's perspective. So you still dream about being a princess. Um, so like, uh, during the astral healing, we update the dreams, we bring them into present time and then we align your body to them. Um, and then the other type of healing I give is, um, a woman's spirit healing, which, uh, is for people who identify as women to be, uh, closer to their unique meaning of what it means to be a woman. And, um, and, 
you know, anyone that identifies as a woman has like kind of this deep spiritual meaning about what that means. And then we have our bodies, which were raised in our culture that might have a really weird view of what it means to be a woman. And I love that. Yeah. And then during this healing, we like really heal that relationship between your physical experience as a woman and that deeper spiritual meaning. Um, yeah, me and you need to meet up ASAP. Like, <laughs> um, so that's, that's, uh, that's only in person. And then another way you can find me is I give readings at Sanctuary World. Um, and those readings are on demand. So Sanctuary World is an app that um, it's a, an astrology app. So you can have your chart stored on there. You can have all your houses. And then they also offer readings. And they offer not only psychic readings, but they offer astrology readings. And, um, and they offer tarot readings, uh, and, um, they offer readings on demand. So you can go in there at any time. Uh, my schedule there is, uh, Saturdays to Tuesdays. Um, it's a little bit more expensive, but you can get readings on demand that way. So if you're on a budget, I highly recommend, uh, reaching out to me on Instagram or via email. But if you're kind of in an emergency and you need to talk to somebody right away and you don't care whether or not it's me or another uh, skilled psychic, I highly recommend Sanctuary. And uh, we can include a link to the app in the podcast description. Yes. Uh, yeah. We'll put it in the show notes, like in those three little dots where it says, see more, please mm-hmm. pop it down. I try to do timestamps on the episodes, although we have been all over this episode. So it might just be like <laughs> crazy That's stuff okay. that we dreamed and talked about and saw and how it connects to our lives. And, um, and then, the last thing I'll share is if you can't really afford anything right now, you can just follow me on Instagram. You can see what books I'm reading, what my thoughts are on healing and what's going on in my life. Love it. Yes. And so we do. And we're super grateful. So this was a long episode, but the next time you see us, it's going to be even longer because, you know, normally this episode would be a random recap episode, but being that we're taking like a short break, we recorded early. So we wanted, we wanted our like content to be, you know, applicable and up to date when we record about all the fun stuff we're like watching, reading, listening to so on and so forth. So you're getting a really cool, obviously episode this week. That's super different. Our very first guest, we are so honored and very grateful to you, Lucy. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, no. um, So we hope that you guys like keep listening. We hope that you enjoy our episode. Dylan. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you guys enjoyed the show, please be sure to follow us on Instagram and TikTok at half baked book club. And if you want to send us your listener emails to half baked book club at gmail.com. Again, we will have all of Lucy's um, info in our show notes as well as our Instagram. And we'll see you guys next week. But until then, Read books. It's weird out there. (laughs) 